welcome back to yet another show of Swing the Twig. I'm Tommy Franks. Um, joined with me this week is Jeff Wilkinson, who is actually in studio with me today. Jeff, what's up? Yes, sir. How's it going? Not too bad. Um, Anthony, what's what's up, dude? You're uh, Anthony's obviously uh, virtual today. I'm always virtual. It'll, it'll be a rarity that I'm ever in studio just because of the, the my distance and the days we record. But, you know, yeah, back another another day, another week. Yeah. Another uh, jam-packed show of baseball news to uh, dive in and discuss about with you fine gentlemen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we should mention Dom is not here tonight because, um, unfortunately, his father just passed away. Actually, hours before um, you know, out uh, into the morning. So that's uh, really sad. And our, our, all our thoughts and prayers go out to Dom and his family. And uh, he'll come back when he, uh, when he feels like it. So um, we'll give him the proper time to relax, grieve with his family, and um, spend, spend that time. And, uh, and then he'll be back here when he wants to be. And I'm sure when he comes back here, it'll be a distraction. So, uh, Dom, if you're listening, if you're really uh, – we know you're really busy, but uh, we're praying for you, buddy. Um, Okay, on to baseball, guys. Uh, Nasty Nestor. Nestor Cortez nearly got a no-hitter the other day. Um, eventually, it was given uh, broken up. But this game, but Nestor Cortez did, still did not get the win in this Yankee game because the offense is still struggling sometimes against a team that really is not a good pitching uh, team. Correct? Yeah, te- Texas hasn't really done anything so far to surprise me, to wow me, to really do anything that says to me, yeah, they are ready to make some kind of a run into the postseason here. Um, nothing they've really done so far has impressed me. None of their big offensive players have really stepped up like they should be. Their pitching is lackluster, say the least. Yeah. Um, they're, they're just not impressive. The fact that we couldn't get Nestor the win going 7.1 innings before finally giving up a hit, it's... It's kind of sad, really. I agree. Yeah, and and um, I mean, this game's going to happen, right? Like, you're going to have you know teams that that give up, you know, that give up no runs and and um, can't score a run. I mean, it's just going to happen naturally. I mean, you're going to have those games. Like we've been sitting here just praising the Yankees up and down the past week and a half, and and you know we've had our concerns, but they've been riding along really well. So I mean, look, a win's a win at the end of the day. That's what every Yankee fan's going to say to me. That has a problem with what I just said, um, but you know, we just got to ride its course. Anthony, did you uh, did you notice anything particular about that Nestor performance? I mean, it was remarkable. I mean, this guy is he's putting himself in a in a class that very few are in in baseball. Is one of the elite pitchers in baseball, and to say that with Garrett Cole also on the squad just makes us more that much more lethal. And he's a lefty, so the righty lefty duo of Nestor and Garrett Cole. Uh, it's not something that people would thought they would say. People thought it'd be Cole and Severino. <laughs> yes. But hey, I mean, more power to us. I mean, you put Severino down in the third spot, I think that relieves even more pressure off him um, oh, because there's not much expected of him. But I mean, for the offense, I mean, like you said, I mean, it's going to come a point where, like, you know, eventually the hotness is going to end. And, you know, we're flat right now. You know, they're not hitting with runners or scoring position. You know, they're they're not. They're not making contact with the ball. They're striking out a lot. Not there's not putting the ball in play. I mean, it's a it's a long baseball season. Luckily, we're getting the wins because the pinch out just it's been that much dominant. I mean, we're second in the league in ERA, right behind the Dodgers. I think we're first or fourth in reliever ERA. So I mean, the pitching staff is uh, is the best 
part of this team. It's not the offense. And people said it would be the offense, but no, it's the pitching. Yes. Um, so they're really keeping it together. They're the core of this team. And, you know, the offense does have to pick it up because the fact that he can't get the win after throwing a complete gem is just it, – it, it sucks for him. I know he doesn't care. All he matters is that he did his job and what he had to do in terms of keeping us in the game for yeah. us to eventually win the game. So that's what he did. And ultimately we did win the game one nothing. But, I mean, the offense is flat. And, you know, hopefully in this Toronto series, they kind of pick it up as of now as we record the games going on right now. And they're kind of flat once again. No hit through five um, innings. Yep. So it's not good. So we got to – they got to pick it up. I don't know what's going on, but you know, they uh, you know, they play, you know, they play Toronto again on Wednesday and then they play the White Sox. They go to Chicago and play right. the White Sox this weekend. Right. Um and you know, the White Sox are kind of struggling and they kind of need to kind of this needs to be a little pick-me-up game uh, for them because you know, they are uh, you know, the last time we were kind of away from Yankee Stadium against the White Sox, uh we got our dreams crushed in the Field of Dreams game in August, so uh, uh, hopefully there's some vengeance in that game. But uh, they, they just got to pick it up offensively. But like, yes, it's a long season; it's going to happen. They're going to go through their ebbs and flows, and we're just in a downward, a downward trend uh, on the offensive side right now. Yeah, and um, I should mention that the no hitter is coming from uh, UC. I think is how you pronounce it. UC, Jeff, is that how you pronounce it? Kikuchi's uh, first name. Uh, Former I think Mariner. so. Yeah, Kikuchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kikuchi's no hitting the Yankees through five innings right now. So, um, and the Yankees have success against Kikuchi, if I remember correctly, from the Mariners' uh, matchups. Um, so yeah, it, it happens. Um, Kikuchi was uh, a Japanese signing. Was he? Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he. This is his first year in the big leagues. Like, he, this isn't like. No, he played last year, in twenty twenty for the for the Mariners. I don't think so. I remember him. We'll have to fact check that later on. We'll put that in the end of the show. Um, errors and omissions or something like that. Um, but either way, uh, but I guess since we're talking about the, uh, the West Coast a little bit, let's shift out to the West, guys, with regard to the NL West. Jeff, this is something that's really been fascinating to you and, and I, as every single team in that division is over 500. Every single team. I mean, we're talking about the Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, Dom's team. We're talking about the Rockies. Um, did I mention? Uh, yeah, I mentioned the Giants and the, um, the Diamondbacks. And 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 who would have thought that Diamondbacks would have an over five hundred record this early on in the season? I mean, are they that good, or are they good at all? Are they okay? <laughs> I mean, have you been watching? Just, they're probably just hot. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly what it is. You know, I'm looking at the last ten, and the Diamondbacks are eight for their last ten. You know, which is they're going on a really hot streak right now. They were eight, they were uh, eight and twelve, uh, ten games ago, and now they're sixteen, fourteen, and that's that's the bottom of the division. You know, that's fifth place in the NL West. It's it it's kind of crazy what's happening right now with the NL West. Obviously, they're going to level out. You know, you expect the Diamondbacks are, you know, probably going to fall back to earth. The Rockies, eventually, they're going to fall back once they start playing the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants on a more consistent basis. And, you know, either one of the Padres or the Giants are going to fall down. You know, last year was the Padres. This year it might be the Giants. It could be the Dodgers. Who knows? It could but, be both of them. Yeah, exactly. Or neither. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it very well could be either way. 
But the the fact that all five teams in that division are above five hundred are mm-hmm. competing in some way, it it's going to be a very very good contest. Should be at least a good contest um, as the season uh, gets into its later stages. And right now, it's making for some great baseball. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, it's been real. I, I mean, when's the last time we've seen? Is there a chance that? Well, there's not a chance that all the teams make the playoffs, right? Because it is only like three teams from each. Division, correct? Potential three teams from each division. Potential it's, three. It's, yeah. So you gotta lead your right, you gotta lead your division in order to make the playoffs, or you can hit the two wild card spots. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the way it goes. And um so that means what, four teams make it? Or am I off on that? Five total make five, it. I'm sorry, five total make it. So it would be so the top two, Jeff? If five um, total make it. Oh if five total make it, then up to three from a division can make it in. Up to three from a division can make it in. And is that in one league or all of majors? In in, in one both, league. In both, in both leagues. Yeah. Five teams? That's it? Yeah. No way. Yep, five yep, five and one. That's ridiculous. Is that is that new? I don't remember being that way last year. No, it it's been like that. That five teams? It's been like that for a while, yeah. Wait, I thought it was six. Isn't it six now? They might have changed it. Holy six. cow! Yeah, they, yeah. So you really got to be. The it, best might, the it might. It, 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 it might be new. Yeah, but at least three teams from the division can make it. At least, at least in terms of one division where then two to uh, play the wild card game and duke it on that one game, do or die. See, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, it, the it, wild card game. Yeah, it 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 is a twelve team postseason now. So six. I was gonna six. say six teams. That would have been nuts. Six teams. You're basically in the World Series in week two. Wait, but what was it again? Um, so wild, how many wild card games would that be? So three, two, right? Uh, there would be two in each. I think two in each uh, league. Or no, I'm sorry, two in two total, one in each league. Uh, a wild card round featuring two of best three, two best of three series. The top two seeds in each league will receive a bye and forego the wild card round. The first wild card team will play. Um, who? Oh. Yeah, the, the, the three-seed the division winner with the third-best record will compete in the wild-card round against the newly introduced six-seed, and then the number four-seed will host the number five-seed in the other wild-card series. Interesting. Okay. So so there is, a chance that three, there is a chance that three of those teams can make the playoffs. So let's say... Well, let's let's say the Dodgers get first place, which could very well happen. That division, Dodgers yep. get first. Let's say Dodgers win the win the NL West, and we're and again, I should preface we're like four or five months out, but let's say the Dodgers win win the NL West, and that means the Giants and Padres could potentially go both wild cards. Mm-hmm. So that would mean by effect that only the that would mean only the first place team. So the NL Central. Uh, so maybe the who's leading the NL Central right now? Brewers probably gonna be the Brewers. So the Brewers would be the only team that make the playoffs, that actually make the playoffs, and then the wild card game would be between the Giants and the Padres. Is that is that what it is right now? Actually, that that that's what it was before. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is right now. Is what it is right now, or at least last year was. It's three division winners, two wild card teams. The two wild card teams duke it out. Winner, winner of the wild card game plays the play, plays the one seed in the playoffs. Oh, and then the Mets. 
Yeah. Who yep. are who are realistically the actual one seed. Right now they would be the one seed, yes. And the Dodgers would be the two. Yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's um that's crazy. Um if that even stands. The Mets are the best team in base best team in National League or base no best team in National League. Correct? Yep. Uh, Yankees are the best team in baseball. Yep. As we as we record this podcast. Yeah, Yankees are the best in baseball. So that would be yeah, that would be uh and again, we are really uh Really forecasting really far out, but that's okay. Um, because the NL West is looks not dangerous, but they, I think they're all hot right now. Yeah, and uh-huh. they're 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 that's all, all is. they're all deep. They're you all know, it, right. with, with the exception of the Diamondbacks. You know, they're all deep, or they they all have something that can play their strengths. You know, the the Dodgers are just a strong team. The Giants have a really really good starting rotation, good depth in general. Yep, good depth in general. Um, the Padres, you know, they're kind of all around pretty solid, and the sure. Ro- and the Rockies, they just have a offense and a stadium to uh, promote that offense even more. So, even though their pitching might not be good, right. they can just slug it out and win those kind of games. See, that's what I was telling you, like um, off air earlier before we came on tonight, is that um, you know the the rock the Rockies are the team that I would predict. I- I'm more shocked at the Rockies having an above 500 records. It's crazy the Diamondbacks having one too. But the Rockies, because I feel like every time I watch them on the road, they always get clobbered. Mm-hmm. That's how that's how I've always. It's kind of like the Reds to start this uh, this uh, this season now. Just every time they they take the field in the in a road game, they lose. And is is it just they're winning and are they having more home games than early on to start the season and they're and they're crushing it so early on? Now it's possible. I don't know the schedule exactly, but I do know that Colorado is. Um, uh, it's just like you said, such an insane offensive team in uh, Denver when they're in their home field. So, um, yeah, that's a that's odd. But the D-backs don't have any scary guys in their lineup either. Maybe Peralta, but and Marte and and Marte. Mm-hmm. Other than that, do they have anybody else that's really scary that you watch out for? Or you maybe pitch around considering considering pitch around. I mean, is there anybody Carson, that Carson Kelly if he's hot, but that's about it. Yeah, but he's hurt right now, so. So, there so you he's go. out. Okay. So yeah, and then you know it's it's not that deep of a team. So what what are they doing right, Jeff? Have you been following the D backs much to start this season or no? Not particularly. Um really they're you know, they're they're a bad team right now that doesn't know they should be losing. That that's pretty much what it comes down to, you know, and I'm I'm looking at their last few games. Or so, and none of them have really been major wins. You know, they haven't been blowouts, right? You know, they they've been these close, tightly confested games that they've just been able to get a win in, and it hasn't been. It typically hasn't been to the tune of like, you know, ten or more runs scored for either side. You know, it's been these. You know, it's almost been like these small ball affairs, so. You know, I don't know. Are are we going to see something maybe like maybe something reminiscent of the Royals when they made their World Series run? Are we going to see something like that? It's possible. They really don't have any power, but they got speed, and uh, you know they they might be able to put some stuff together on offense in order to get those runs manufactured. And if they're pitching, if they're pitching can hold down the fort long enough, I know they have Mad Bum on. Um, yeah, Madbum on the team, so right. if he can do well, uh, kind of carry that uh, that pitching load, then who knows? 
Yeah, they're eight and two, like you said, but they're still getting. If you look at their overall run differential throughout the season, they're minus eleven right now. So they're mm-hmm. still, you know, um, they're still getting outscored uh, majority of the time throughout the season. So, like you said, none of these are blowouts, and it sounds like these wins are these ones they're getting. None of them are blowouts. Nope. So I think they're just grinding out those tight games right now, and they're they're just yep. kind of you know finding a way at the moment. Uh, they're eight and two in their last ten, as I mentioned before, but they're only four and a half back at the Dodgers as we record this. They're only four and a half back. Like if we if we had a week left in the regular season and we saw that number, four and a half, oh, it's I, a race. I I would think we would be five games into the season, honestly. Yeah, four and a half back. It's incredible. I mean, and they're and you know. And it's like light years difference between them and the Dodgers as far as run differential. If you look at and I and I place a lot of importance on that because that really shows your pitching and your offense, just the combination. Now that could be flawed based on if you got killed one or two games. I mean, it's not the same. But generally speaking, it shows the efficacy of your offense and it shows how strong your pitching may be. Um, because they're being because I think they have what an 80, 81 point difference to the Dodgers. It's it literally the Dodgers are outscoring opponents total by seventy runs. Now, uh, oh no, the Dodgers. Are the, I'm sorry, the lar- the Dodgers are the largest uh, run differential team in baseball actually. And again, I think all, that's because the, right the Dodgers blow out teams a lot of the time. Yeah, Dodgers get the work the we- the weaker teams in Dodger Stadium, and they can just tear them apart. Yep, by and, like six runs. Yeah, and in, in in the past, you know, you could say, oh well, that's because they got to play the Rockies and the Diamondbacks and the Padres, who historically have not really been good teams when the Dodgers have been hot. Yep, especially in the past decade or so, when the Giants and the Dodgers have kind of ran the division. But that's not really the case right now because they're holding their own right now. So the fact the division's that strong and they're still outscoring opponents by that significant of a margin is it's crazy you know say say what you will about buying championships but the dodgers are putting their pieces together anthony you're gonna say something or no i was saying the no hit bids over oh yeah yeah, yeah. you got a double to left that's all that so the yankees the yankees uh the no hit bids over thank god um yeah i mean that's that's a uh that's a really competitive division guys i'm looking at it now I mean, the Padres bullpen still disappoints me. I've seen some of their late inning games. Um, that's really that really hasn't changed, and I understand Dom's pain with that. Every team has has guys that choke in the bullpen, but the Padres have have kind of a history of that this past year. All of a sudden, and um, and again, you know, the Padres aren't horrible. They're six and four in their last ten. They definitely look better, you know, as a team in their in this season than they did last year with the collapse, basically, of of the culture and everything else. And I think if Dom were on right now, he would he would point to guys like Hosmer, who were considered being traded almost, and now are having a big impact. And um, that's pretty good to see. Guys, I know you guys wanted to get to this. Uh, actually, I, I wanted to get to it as well. Um, how do you guys feel about the, I, the idea of speeding up a baseball game or keeping it the way it is? Because I know a lot of people say, you know what, like, there's got to be a different way to watch baseball. There's got to be a different way because we're, people aren't enjoying it. There's also the other side that says this is uh, traditional and, you know, don't F with this game, um, as um, as uh, Will Middlebrooks once said uh, on a podcast recently. So I want to get you guys' thoughts because I'm kind of in the middle on this. Where, where do you guys think baseball should go? There's pitch clocks going right now. Is that the right way to go or no? 
Um, I mean, I, I mean, I know we talked about this off the record. I mean, I am for, I mean, look, at the end of the day, I understand where Will Millbrook's coming from, you know, don't mess with the game, you know, you're messing with the authenticity of it. But at the end of the day, it's entertainment. It's, you know, you're, you're trying to generate as much revenue as possible. You're trying to get as much fan engagement as possible. And the one gripe that I've heard a lot of people say who aren't avid baseball watchers who are more of casual are more of like, you know, it's too long, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, it's like, you know, I don't want to sit, I don't want to go to a game that starts at seven and leave at 11 or go to a game that starts at eight and it ends at midnight. Yeah. Like I want to go to a game at seven and I'm out by nine, nine thirty, or I go at eight and I'm out by 10, 10 30. So, sure. you know, that, that's, you know, that, I think that's the issue where it lies. And I'm kind of for that. Cause you know, I, you can only hold people's attention spans for also so long nowadays, especially with this generation, because everything's so fast. Everyone wants instant gratification uh, immediately, and you know you can't hold their attention like you sure. once did, like even twenty years ago. You know, like so. I don't. I'm for the pitch clock and speeding up the game. If if it if the return on investment will be better fan engagement. Uh, viewership and you know will be up and also just more interest in the game and therefore like more players will come back to the sport yeah so you're you're so you're saying from a marketing side of things if it improves the game if it gets more people uh to watch from a marketing standpoint um if it's going to grow the game then then maybe that's the best move but yeah because i mean and realistically right baseball is severely lacking in that you know football is ahead of them Basketball is ahead of them too. They're making improvements. You could even argue hockey to a certain extent is also sure. starting to, you know, start to you know take the reign over baseball with, you know, with their recent deals with Turner and ESPN and you know getting back into the kind of the the fixture of of you know the sports entertainment world and partnering with those two networks. So, you know, they gotta they I think they gotta do something just to at least make it a little more interesting just for like. The more of the casual sport or just the gen- general sports fans. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Jeff, did you uh, – I mean, what are you – you're all about traditional side, right? If you don't like it, then don't watch it. it it's as simple as that. And, you know, I, I was talking to a few friends um, on my campus about baseball, golf, you know, all, you know the, the typically slower sports. Yeah. You know, and – there and the general consensus, you know, was when you're watching it on TV, it's very hard to pay attention to it because of the general pace of it. Yeah. But when you're there in person, it doesn't matter. You you almost don't notice it. You know, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've been to a lot of Yankee games the past few years, um, thanks to Tommy, <laughs> and I know Anthony, you have too, and I, I think you can agree, you know, that you don't even notice it if you notice it at all when the game's taking a little bit longer because you're sitting there, you're enjoying the game, you're talking with everyone, you're, you know, you're enjoying the ballpark, you're walking around, you know, you're, you're getting that bag of popcorn, you know, or peanuts or whatever. You're doing all that stuff that involves the ballpark. So you don't notice it when you're at the stadium. It's when you're at home or listening to on the radio that you notice it. And right. It, yeah, but that's where most of the people are watching or listening, right? Because you're only getting what fifty as most at most fifty thousand people going to the game. There's about three hundred thousand 
Yeah, about 50, at, at home watching. About 50, maybe 000. and could be more. So I would say about fifty thousand. That's a good number. Uh, that's kind of game. That's a high number. That's, yeah. and that's maximum capacity. Yep. Yep. That's true. Um, no, I, but, I, but, but I, but I do agree with Jeff. I do agree that you go for the experience, like, and you're right. If you're with the right crowd, yeah, it go, it goes by, it can go by fast and you end up having a good time. Um, because you're there for the experience and you know, the atmosphere of it, um, and every, and everything else. So I do agree with that. It does go by faster, but I mean, how many times do we go to a game? I mean, I, th- I mean, this, this season is going to be the most seen games I've ever been to in my life. You know, I've already been to two. I at least have three more. I have three more. Yeah, I have three more. At least I'm, I'm going to at least five. I have three more, at least pending or confirmed. And I possibly have at least two two more pending. So, you know, I'm, I'm at least going to send. This is the most I've ever gone to in my life. So um, yeah. that's the thing. Not a lot of people go every, you know, most people go to is what, maybe like two or three games a year? At most. Absolute mm-hmm. most. Yeah. So some barely even get to one. Yeah, exactly. Like I didn't go to a. I no, I did go. Duh, I went to a game last year, but there, there, there were times like 2019. I went to one, only one game. I don't think I went at all in 2018. So. Yeah, that's um, that's a fair point. Like you know, and then also I just thought of this as you guys were talking. Do you guys do you guys notice, uh, if the game is quicker or slower right now? Do you say like, oh my, I mean. Jeff, there were times, or Anthony both, actually, there were times where the Yankee game might be like, oh, my God, wow, this game's moving fast. And then eventually, like, it gets to that normal time because, you know, things happen. And then, because I would say about the Yankee game or any game in general, what is it like? So game starts at 7, game finishes at what, 10, 1030? Is that a fair number? Yeah. And yeah. I think so three and a half. And I think the only reason why you say that it starts to slow down is because that's when kind of we get the pitcher – Changes and everything like yes. that, and the substitutions, which drag the game on longer, which is why that we do then get to the normalcy of okay, this is all right. We're actually going to get teased here, or not teased, but in terms of like, you know, it's not going to end as early as we thought it'd be because of all the extra stuff that's happening. Also, think about the fact that we're talking about. I mean, yes, innings. I feel like a lot of innings end quicker because you know we've had this discussion before um, with regard to offense, especially last uh, Thursday. When we when we talked about guys swinging for the fences all the time and how most of the league and the three when we we're talking about the three thousand hit discussion, we were talking about the fact that you know guys are swinging for the fences on a lot of pitches and we are and we agreed that it's not just the Yankees it's Major League Baseball doing this as well, um, which is very true. Anthony's watching the Yankee game actively as we're doing this. Um, home run what was it four we're two? Tied. Oh, we're tied. Stanton three run dinger. Oh my god, Stanton. Um, but but anyway, um. Do I have that home run horn for that? I think I do. No, I, I don't think I do. No, I, I oh yeah, I do. I think uh, yeah, I do. Um <laughs> But either way, um back to what I was talking about before. Um with regard to in general with with baseball and how guys are swinging for the fences all the time. Um you know, outs get done quicker, but there's a lot more extra inning games I feel like. And then the pitching changes in the end to Anthony's point about pitching changes you see in the tenth inning, you see the drag on the the signs, the timeouts. You see more of these um, these these moments and in extra innings. I think more often now, and that's what really can slow down the game is having these long drawn out games. Because while there's a lot of outs, quick because people are because guys are taking pitches like in the first two or three pitches, 
um, and go and putting them in play. Um, there's also that chance that maybe there's less hits, which means less less opportunity for runs. So games just get dragged out and dragged out. Does that not contribute a factor? Or am I off on this? No, it 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 definitely does. You know, and I think you know the long games. You know that a lot of them are coming from when you have these explosions of offense. You know, I mean, some you know someone gets a single and you know they get on base. You know, they do like a little fist bump or whatever, and next guy comes up. You know, someone hits a home run and you know they they stare at it. They do their celebration. They take forever to go around the base pads. They do their celebration when they get back. The pitcher, you know, kind of kicks the dirt, walks around a little bit, clears his mind. That takes a long time. You know, the mm-hmm. when you get these high offensive explosions, like what the league has really been trying to promote for the past decade or so, that can really slow down the game. You know, when you have these long, drawn-out at-bats or when you have a lot of walks, that's what kind of slows down the game. And it that's that's just part of the game. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to have games that are, you know, 10 to 9. You're also going to have games that are 2 to 1. Yeah. You know, they're there's no telling how long a baseball game is going to be. And I think some of that is some of that's the beauty of baseball is it could be two and a half hours. It could be four hours. You, you just don't know. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Um, well, Je- like this has been, this is a great discussion actually, but transitioning now, um, Jeff, you put in a great stat in here before we got started with the show. So let's shift right to that because, um, because uh, this is, um, you know, crazy. MLB home runs, team per game, um, is down to point ninety this season. Nine ten or um, nine nine. Uh, well, ninety percent. This it's down. It's down to what point nine? Is that yep. is that what you're trying point, to point nine home runs uh, per game per team? Which the lowest since 2014. And Jeff, what was the average? Is it just going consistently down, or what was the average? Because I remember the juice ball period, we were seeing home runs like there was no tomorrow. Yeah, it it, it was pretty consistently going up. Um, it was a it was around like one point one five around that number for a few years, and wow. then you, and then you saw that explosion in twenty nineteen, which was one point three four, I believe, and then last year it leveled back down to about that one point one five number, and then this season it's crashing again. I remember back in the juice ball era where there. Um, I saw a stat, I think it was StatCast, balls that go straight away center field go out. This was during the juice ball era, about fo- over 45% of the time, roughly. Actually higher than that, I think 50. And now, not even 25. Not even over 25. So balls that go straight away center, the average ball that goes straight away center that's deep is not getting out of the ballpark. It, it just tells you the period the period that we're living in of non-juiced balls. And, and um you know, as crazy as that is, um, I guess this is just a reality. I don't know when um, MLB wants to change that. Uh, really, no. But it's uh, it's it's wild to me how this uh, continues. Just they're trying, like you said, Jeff. They're trying to promote the game with more offense and and great base hits and stuff. But all guys are doing is swinging for the fences with not non juice balls, and we're getting less runs. We're getting less home runs and. Everyone wants to get home runs now. No team's playing smart anymore. Anthony alluded to one team in Major League Baseball he could think off the top of his head, and I agreed, uh, like Tampa Bay Rays, that can that can win games just off of 
playing, you know, getting balls in the field, in the field of play. Not not for going over the fence, but getting in the field of play and just running the base as well. Yeah, I mean they play small ball. Yeah. And that's and that's, that's it. and that's their that's the that's been their mentality since the Joe Madden days of two thousand eight and, and onward. But you know, it's kind of you know, it's you know, you guys alluded to the home runs are down, you know, they're you know, it's and now we're kind of seeing of why kind of the batting average is so low. Again, we talked about it last week. It's the lowest that it's been in, in, in decades. And, you know, what what has to show for it? The ball's not being juiced anymore. So so we think, I mean, we don't know for sure. This has been always been a big rumor by fans and also players because uh, players are the ones that obviously use the ball so they, so they know better. But, I mean, it all kind of makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. 232 batting sure. average, lowest rate, home run rate in the last eight years. So it's like it goes hand in hand. Absolutely. Yeah, so with that mention, uh, Jeff, you put a stat in here as well. Uh, Mike Trout got um, most home runs at Angel Stadium now. Yep, he hit number 161. That surpasses the old Angels record of obviously 160. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and without those injuries, he probably would have gotten it last two, year, two seasons 250, ago. 250, he'd be at 300 or something now. Yeah, especially without COVID year. Special. You know, he, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he probably would have gotten it, if not if not two years ago, then last year for sure. He would have gotten it already. Oh, without a doubt in my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really unfortunate. Uh, and, and I feel bad for him. But, I mean, the Angels are doing well right now. We didn't talk about them much in the AL West, but they're, they're really tearing it up right now. They're the leaders in the division. They're finally showing the team that we've been wanting to see for the longest time. And uh, we criticize them on this podcast for being just big spenders that are not going to do anything. Truth is, they're winning ball games, and Shohei's actually not leading the way all the time. There's some guys that are contributing. Obviously, he's stepping up now, but um, you know, guys like Trout and I. And I think, like you know, I feel bad for Trout in so many ways because he hasn't. He's with this team with the Angels for so many years, his whole career, and he can't win a title because he hasn't been to the playoffs. Mike Trout has not played one playoff game, I believe, in his major league career. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, he has. He's never won a playoff game. The one, one thank they you. Got into. They got swept. Who was that team so, again, Anthony? I, I uh, you remember? I want I want to say the Astros. I can't I can't recall. I just know they got in and just got completely just obliterated um, in that series. But I mean, look, I mean, Trout's having an MVP season. Every time he's won MVP, the Angels have stunk up the joint. I want to say. So oh, yeah. if if they if they make it to the playoffs, and he has an MVP caliber season. He could win his fourth MVP again mm-hmm. if if no one else outshines him, meaning if Vlad Guerrero doesn't put on the feature premiere that he said he was going to going into the season. Oh or if Aaron Judge, you know, doesn't, you know, I hope he gets red hot again. If he doesn't get red hot and wins the MVP or, you know, someone in the central like Byron Buxton or. He looks good right now. Or Abreu, you know, like for those guys. So. There's some competition right now for for, for, for for the award. Like it's not a lock for him. You know, there are a couple guys in the running and it kind of fluctuates on a week by week, month by month basis. Yes. So yeah, and um no, that's a good point. And um you know, something else. Jeff, before we go, um fantasy update please. Uh get that going before uh we take off. Yes, sir. So last week, um Tommy Played Anthony and Tommy guys first win of the season finally 
Uh, I didn't change my lineup the entire week. <laughs> Improving to one and three. Anthony's down uh, two two. And last week, um, I played Dom, and Dom came away with the win. He has improved to three and one. Oh. And I'm down to two and two. This week, it is Tommy against Dom, and it is me <sighs> against Anthony. Why do I gotta play Dom now? I can't trash talk him at all. I can't do any of that stuff right now. That's tough. Nope. Yep. No, I can't. Yeah. I don't feel like it anyway, but, you know, man, that's tough. I don't even feel like beating him. Because <laughs> what's the, you said, Jeff, before we went on the air, you were like, oh, you're killing Dom. What's the score? Uh, right now, 63-13, you. Uh, there's still time for Dom, but yeah. Oh, there's plenty of time. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole week. But when, well, wait, what are we, a couple days in? Two days in? Yep, it's yeah. only Tuesday. Yep. All right, well, I got to keep changing my lineup now. I guess this is the week to start. I know, <laughs> I know Dom has other priorities right now, so he's probably not. Um, but yeah, so, you know, this should be an interesting week of fantasy baseball. I think this week for me will be, uh, will be fascinating with how, you know, because my record will go to, if I beat Dom, it would go to two and three. Dom would by effect go to three and two. Right. And or who's up on Anthony or who's up on, or is Anthony up on you or are you up on Anthony? No, I'm up on Anthony 101 to 34. Right. 101 to 34. 101 to 34. Yep. Oh my God. I, I've had a lot of pitchers play right now. Has he had a lot of guys pitching at the moment or no? Because uh, pitchers, Anthony's shaking his head. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a good matchup, but uh, that's cool. Um, By the way, we can get into this, uh, Jeff, on Thursday when we have more information. Um, With regard, I'm getting news about an ejection in the Yankee game. Anthony's watching it right now, but I'm, I'm not at the moment. Um, The umpires ejected Yimmy Garcia. Josh Donaldson was hit by a pitch. No warning, apparently. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was weird. Cause like it was, it wasn't, it was the second pitch in the at bat Stan hit, Stan hits a three run shot to tie the game. Donaldson's up at bat. It's an O one count. He drills him in the elbow. It wasn't like, a. It, I didn't think it was a blatantly, like it wasn't a blatant pitch of like, oh, I'm hit him to hit him. Yeah. You know, I was, you go up the home run, you're upset, but it's just like, I mean, I don't know. The Yankee bench kind of got was like up in arms. Aaron Judge was visibly upset at the uh at the hit by pitch. And I think, you know, I think that kind of swayed the umpires a little bit. And then he got thrown out. Uh Mohoya or Montoya, Montoya. Oh, the, no. Uh, Blue Jays. No, Montoya did not get ejected. It was uh Pete Walker, the pitching coach. Yep. Okay. Well Montoya almost got ejected, but yeah. they were not happy. And I and I kind of agree. Like I don't think he deserved to be ejected. I mean it wasn't it wasn't at his head. It wasn't right after the home run. So, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like there was another hit by pitch instance earlier. Do do yeah, we know? No. Do we know what pitch it was? Was it a fastball, a breaking ball? Uh, it was a fastball. It was a fastball. Normally, those okay. are fastballs. Yeah, um, that typically happens. So, I mean, I don't know, but there was no warning. He got ejected. You know, but we 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 move on. We keep playing. Yeah, um, I normally see that with the Mets. This year, for some reason, everyone likes hitting the Mets in the head, in particular. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't get that. I, I don't, don't get it either, because uh, I don't hate the Mets that much. Hey, like, hey, great, great idea. You wanna, you wanna quicken the pace of game? How about the umpire stop sucking and having all these controversial calls? Yeah, there's too many of those, aren't there? There, there there's gonna be fewer arguments. There's gonna be fewer ejections. Well, it's, and it's natural. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's natural, but the fact that it seems to happen on a nightly basis, every single night, you know, I agree. Man- manager comes out, argues with the umpire, you know, player steps out of the box three times to argue the call with the yeah. umper, you know, changes changes gloves four times, you know, that that slows down the pace of game. Oh, no doubt, and I think that, that really contributes, um, you know, 100% to this, I think, and um, yeah, I think, I think it's just wild to me how you know how that how that happens but um just every single night i feel like there's always some controversial call and and you know there was an umpire that owned up to i think i know this happened before our last episode but there was an umpire that who's a fairchild chad fairchild who actually owned up to a call of his that was pretty bad call on i think chris bassett of um of the mats i think and um was it the mats yeah it was the mats right and um i can't i can't keep track of bassett anymore where he, where he is, but yes, uh, you know, and he and he calls it, he he calls it a ball right down the middle. So, umpire, that was the first time I've ever seen an umpire correct himself actively on the field and know that he screwed up. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you said that's the first time. First time I've seen it in a very long time. I think it's the first time since Jim Joyce. Yes. Thank you for reminding me after the um. I'm on on are the uh, the. I can't remember the pitcher's name. It was um oh uh uh uh. All right, let's 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 um. His, I'm, I'm gonna say I was gonna say a name, but it's not Armando Galarraga. Um, begins with Armando, G. Yeah, Andres Galarraga. Galarraga. Thank you. I was close. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, it was not until that, and even then, like, you know, they easily could have if replay was still a thing, that call could have been overturned. If replay was instilled, oh, in the he would have had the perfect game. He would have had the perfect game. He would have had it, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, there was a none. He got called safe, and Jim Joyce was visibly crying. Yes. because of because of that, and rightfully so. I mean, you 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 re- he rewrote the history books. You know that could have been, you know, because there's been what twenty something perfect games in the history of the game, and he could have been in that in that conversation. But dude was young too, Galarraga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was I mean, a he young wasn't dude. A great, he, and he wasn't a great pitcher, you know. So this could have been his one, his 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 claim to fame. Yeah, and I think people know him now as the guy that got ripped off of the perfect game. Yeah, so I guess uh, it kind of works out. Yeah, both ways. Uh, oddly enough, people might know him more because he got that perfect game screwed from him than if he Agreed. actually got the perfect game in the first place. Agreed, absolutely. Um, well, um, I guess if that's all you guys have, uh, that's what I have till Thursday, and we can uh, talk again. Is that it? Yeah, I think we're good. All right, so from me, Tommy Franks, Jeff Wilkinson here in the studio. We might bring Jeff more in the studio more often this summer um, when I'm around in Jersey. Um, Jeff and uh, Anthony Colasano, and we wish Dom DeRosa all the best. We'll be back here next week. or No, sorry, Thursday. We'll be back here Friday, Friday morning. Uh, we will record Thursday, and uh, we'll have it Friday morning up for all of you. Until that time, have a good one, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Swing the Twig podcast. If you really love this show, please give us a five-star review and be sure to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or concerns, email the podcast at swingthetwig at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, go to our Instagram at swingthetwigpod, or you can go on Twitter at swingtwig.